loose ball. Ewing goes up. The basket counts. He gets it over to the doctor. Tie ball game. Here's a shot, Julius. He, he scores! He scores! Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes down, and the game is tied! Here is Durant moving on Tucker. He turns, he shoots. Yes! Knicks, Nets, and all things across the association. This is Pick and Pod on WFUV Sports. Hello and welcome to a special edition of WFUV's NBA show Pick and Pod. It's finally finals time. We've been waiting for it all year and I'm Kelly Bright here with Thomas Aiello. Thomas Quigley is unfortunately on a train. He will be greatly missed, but Just like we all predicted, and I know you all put money on this matchup, the Milwaukee Bucks and Phoenix Suns are set to square off in the 2021 NBA Finals. I know we all saw that one coming. How could you not? The most obvious matchup possible out of all the 32 teams in this league. So, Thomas Aiello, Game 1, Tuesday, tip-off, 9 p.m. Giannis Satis still up in the air. Not sure. I, I keep checking ESPN every 10 minutes because that to me is the biggest X factor in this finals. But I want to talk before we get into our, uh, you know, our predictions for the series and the nitty gritty. I, I just want to take a step back and talk about the journey for both of these two teams and how they got where they are now. As of January 31st, the Suns had a 1% chance of winning the championship according to 538's Raptor algorithm. The box had a 10% chance. Phoenix hasn't made the finals since 1993. Milwaukee hasn't made it since 1974. Their last ring was in 1971 when they still had Kareem and Oscar Robertson. The Suns have never won an NBA championship. So, you know, you can blame injuries with Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Jamal, Jamal Murray, say the path was wide open and clear for anybody, but it is quite impressive what both these teams have been able to pull off. Thomas, let's start with the Suns. Talk about their journey from being, you know, that eight no team in the bubble that everyone was talking about with their young core to being in to being Western Conference Final champions and now being in their first NBA Finals in so freaking long. Well, Kelly, the last time that the Suns made the NBA Finals, Charles Barkley was downing pizza and Michael Jordan was dropping 40 points a game on his head in the finals. So that's the last time they got anywhere. And for the Milwaukee Bucks, they haven't done anything since Lou Alcindor, who was better known as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So it's been a long time coming for more so for the Bucks than it has been for the Suns, but it's, it's finally here. We're going to get a new chance to see a new champion. There's no LeBron legacy saving Steph Curry three point parade stuff. It's a new champion. Chris Paul's going for his first ring, who contributed mightily this year to the turnaround of the Phoenix Suns. I think we can credit him with coach of the year. If it wasn't the great Tom Thibodeau, he should get coach of the year. And then the Milwaukee Bucks, who reloaded with uh, trading for Drew Holiday. They sacrificed Eric Bledsoe. And (laughs) I think the funniest thing, the funniest parallel that you and I missed is that Eric Bledsoe was on both of these teams at one point. And now that they're both in the NBA Finals and he's not on either of the teams, I think that's just hilarious to me. That's the most outstanding fact of the Finals. But you have Giannis and his crew going for a chance at their first ring, Chris Paul, and taking his essentially toddler sons um, to their first chance at a ring. But you talked about the bubble. 
which first of all, I void the bubble. I, I don't think it was real. I thought it was fake. I thought everything that happened in that bubble was fake. I, I thought players like Tyler Hero, who I thought were good, are actually bad. So I, I think the bubble's fake, okay? The 8-0 Suns, that was nice, but I thought it was a waste of time inviting them to go 8-0 and, and then just to not make the playoffs. But they acquired Chris Paul in the offseason. They brought in Jay Crowder, who has been all over the NBA, Dallas, Boston, Memphis, uh, Miami, and now he's in Phoenix. So people talk about Shaquille O'Neal being the rainbow man. I think Jay Crowder is going to, going to get that title soon. All he has to do is play for the Warriors and he'll have the yellow color jerseys. But you added him, you saw the development of Bridges. DeAndre Ayton has turned into an absolute beast. And I know that people say he was a waste of a number one pick, but I, I think Kelly, you can agree. He's been pretty worth it. I, I'd say he's been pretty worth it. He's definitely a, a talented big man who can go off the bounce, plays defense. He does the whole five tool thing. And then they added Chris Paul. And I kind of thought seeing this move at first, Andrew Posadas, shout out to him, by the way, for getting a shout out on TNT. Um, He kind of thought I did as well, that the Suns were going to be like a middle tier team with the way that the West would have shaped. But he just dragged them and Devin Booker. Those two dragged the Suns team in the NBA finals. And it it wasn't, I'd say the hardest of pass, but it wasn't easy either. And they endured, you know, a little bit of luck with some people getting hurt and, you know, a banged up, Clippers team they swept the Denver Nuggets but nonetheless they got here and for the Bucks side of things I mean they, this has been what what do you want to say like three three or so years in the making maybe I think that's about right with them trying to get to the finals with Giannis he finally broke out of the east this time so now he's gonna get a chance at the ring and there's not much to say on his end but from my end uh, I picked the Phoenix Suns or not the Phoenix Suns I picked the Atlanta Hawks to win the east final so I got yelled at by a lot of people for this. So I'm going to just hold this up right now. I, I'm going to happily die with my take. And uh, you guys got me. So <laughs> this is the, to the people that listen to this. This is for you. This is for you. You might have gotten the L from that, but I got to give the Hawks credit because they made it that far with that team against some very talented teams. You know, uh, shout out Trey Young. He's going to be, he's not going to miss an all-star game for the next five, six years, if maybe even longer. So Shout out to them. I don't think it was, a, I think it was a fair call. I don't think it was an embarrassing take, but you, you're taking the L and you're taking it gracefully and respectfully and props to you for that. But you, you know what you were saying, which is how far these teams have come in. And a lot of it came down to the acquisitions that both these teams made in the off season for the Suns, It was going out and, and getting somebody like Chris Paul, somebody who honestly, when you, when they first added him, it didn't seem like a move that was going to bring you to the final championship. Yes you know, having Chris Paul on your team is going to help. He's a future hall of famer for sure. But I think a lot, I don't think a lot of people thought he would really move the needle for this team. And then, you know, Aiton, he hasn't been, he, obviously right now he's playing out of his mind. He's been great for this team. He's, he, to me, he's an X factor, but he, he hasn't been even an all-star in, you know, in a while. So then you have Devin Booker taking 13th in 2015. He's having the season of his life. And then the rest of this ros- roster, you mentioned Jay Crowder campaign, Bridges, Johnson. I mean, it's just guys who are just st- stepped up for this team. And it's been really fun to watch. You mentioned Andrew Posadas and he, I remember in our preview show before the whole season, he said, Kelly, mark my way, mark my words, the Phoenix Suns, they're going to be the underdog. They're going to be the team that shocks everybody. And oh my, a classic Andrew Posadas, he was right. He knew something that the rest of us didn't. And maybe that's why the NBA on TNT called him out with his tweet, but he was right about the Suns team, and I, I, I think 
had you told me that the Phoenix Suns were going to be the more talented team in the finals this year, I, I would have probably thought you were crazy, but injuries happened, crazy things happened. The, they lost, they beat the Lakers in round one of, of a playoff series, which I, you know, I think a lot of p- people pick the Lakers to win the whole thing. And round two, they overcome a, the league MVP with the Denver Nuggets. And then, you know, obviously most recently against the Clippers, yes, they were missing Kawhi, but Paul George, played, you know, he finally played well in a playoff series and they were still able to come together. Chris Paul missed some of those games, his shoulder, COVID protocol, and they just consistently found a way to overcome things. So very excited about this one. Uh, I want to talk about the Bucks a little bit more. Um, just looking at, at what they've overcome, they come to, they, you're right. This has been a few years in the making. They've had the best record uh, in the regular season, two to two or three years now. And they have Giannis, who's been a two-time MVP. So this, they should be here. It's, it's about, it's about damn time that they're here. And, you know, they sweep the Miami Heat, blow, you know, blowouts for the last three games of those series. They play a very injured Nets team, which I think low key, they might've gotten a little lucky in that, that there were injuries and that Kevin Durant's foot is just massive because I, I think a few inches off that shoe size and we'd be having a much different conversation, but nonetheless, they beat your Hawks. You take the L and now here they are. And they, they won those last two games without Giannis. And I, I know we don't know if Giannis is going to be in this coming series. You know, he is listed as day to day. We're just, we're not going to know until we know, but Thomas, if Giannis isn't available, let's say worst case scenario, he isn't available to game five, game six, maybe not in the series at all. I mean, it was a gross, it was a gruesome injury that he suffered. I know no structural damage, but it didn't look, it looked really ugly. Um, is Milwaukee going to be okay? Do they have, are, you know, are there, is the rest of the two of their big three going to be enough to be able to keep them in this series with the Suns? Okay. So without Giannis, obviously, first of all, you have to find a way to replace 28 points and 13 rebounds in the playoffs. You got to figure out how to replace that. I don't know. There's not, there's not enough band-aids in the world to patch that together that's hard now i know you could you you got away with it the bucks they did with getting away with that with the hawks because they they also were missing trey young and obviously their team i i don't think we can say from a talent perspective it's better than the suns but definitely in terms of things like depth and the type of players that they have i with more people like i keep saying they go off off the dribble and they can do stuff by themselves with the exception of like capella who's pretty much just dependent on everyone else. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks really have to step it up. And also shout out to Andrew Posadas again. I was texting him the other night after I caught his tweet in 4K. Um, we were discussing that Chris Middleton, it's going to kind of come down to him. We know that Holiday is is sort of a, a stone Buddha, I guess, if you will, is the word I'm looking for. He's not really phased by anything. He's had good playoff performances in the past with the Pelicans and I pulled out a pretty gutsy win versus the Chicago Bulls all those years ago with Derrick Rose, not Michael Jordan with Derrick Rose, obviously a different beast, but he pulled that off. So he's no stranger to um, willing his team to wins, but against the Phoenix Suns, they, they just don't, they don't mess up. And when they do, it's like, Oh, whoa, they messed up. It's very rare that they make any mental mistakes. So Milwaukee, the first thing they have to do is be on their game. The second thing is they have to, they have to count on Chris Middleton. And I know that people say like, oh, like he's, he's like very good in the playoffs. I'm not saying he hasn't been good. Like this year he's averaging 23 in the playoffs. He's shooting 39% from three. 
I don't know, eight attempts a game from range. So it's not like he's bad, but there's games where Middleton has where he he just panics. He, he I keep saying the panic threes from Chris Middleton. If those start to become more of a frequency in the NBA Finals, that you know that that can be detrimental to the Bucks' success. And the last thing I'm trying to figure out is who the hell is going to stop Mikael Bridges and Jay Crowder on the wings? Now I know that they're not anything crazy, but they can shoot and they can shoot threes really well. And the Bucks, I mean, they have PJ Tucker, but like that's the only guy. And who's Bobby Portis is going to step out to the perimeter? We know as a Knicks fan, I know especially, and you love him too, Kelly. Hey, he he can't move. He's stuck in quicksand. I don't trust Brooke Lopez going out on switches. So the Bucks are going to have to play an incredibly perfect series or damn close to that. And they have to minimize the mental lapses as much as they can, if they want to beat a, a Suns team that, that just doesn't, they don't mess up. And you can attribute that to Chris Paul, just being a brainiac in basketball. It's almost like he's showing off how smart he is. And I, I feel stupid watching it. No, I, I think defense it's, it's interesting because the Bucks are a team that I think have, they've, they've been successful in a large part thanks to their defense. And, and this is a very defensively strong team. I mean, Giannis is, is the prime example of that, but you're right. I think that I think defense is their biggest question mark, especially if Giannis is missing. I mean, you look at Drew Holiday, you mentioned wing defense. Drew Holiday opened up the Eastern finals getting torched by Trey Young, gave up 48 points. And now he's improved since then. He's played well since, but he, you're talking about a Suns team with the, one of the most lo- loaded backcourts in the game. I mean, you, you got to have an answer for Chris Paul. You got to have an answer for Devin Booker campaign. I mean, it just, it, it's nightmares, no matter who, whoever, whoever you're guarding. It's, it's not great. And, and the other interesting matchup for me is the fact that the Suns love pick and rolls, right? Right. Milwaukee doesn't, they, they play a very drop back style defense. Milwaukee allowed the most long twos in the league. Phoenix took more of those shots than anybody else. So I think that matchup right there is going to be very interesting. I, I, the, the Bucks love that deep drop coverage and the and that combination of Chris Ball and Devin Booker, they love that too because that means more mid range shots for them, and that's what they love to capitalize on. So, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Bucks defense, coached by a coach who is infamous for not always making the best adjust, adjustments uh, in a series, I, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. You know, are they going to give up those? Are, do they want to be beat on the mid range, or do they want to be beat outside? I think. Uh, if Giannis is there, you're going to be able to maybe contain someone like DeAndre Ayton. I think, I think the Bucks have that size advantage, but uh, to me, it's going to be really interesting to see how they handle those. Like you mentioned, the backcourt and and the guys on the wings, because I think that if if the Suns are able to capitalize on those, especially those mid range floaters, I think, I, I think we could see some of these games, you know, get out of hand pretty quickly. And we always say that. Um you can go punch for punch with teams and live with those long twos, which I think was the worst shot in basketball, the long two pointer, but for Phoenix in their case, those can add up in their favor because they take so many. Chris Paul doesn't just chuck threes. Devin Booker doesn't chuck as much as he used to. He still chucks shots, but he still takes a high volume of shots, you know, in the playoffs, Devin Booker, his, his overall shot at his overall field goal attempts is at 19. The next highest guy on the Suns is Chris Paul with 13. So that's a plus six differential between your top two guys. And that can add up. Like I said, the Bucks. we have to understand that Mike Budenholzer is going to have a couple of brain 
dilapidations here and there on defense. And, you know, there might be a soup brain moment or two where Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez try to sell the season like they almost did in Brooklyn versus Durant. But you can't, those, like I said, you, you can't have that. And you're right. The deep coverage is a thing with the Bucs. They, they like to force teams to go into the paint. But Chris Paul is just that smart where he can pull up from the free throw line or pull up from 10 feet and just drill one of those little pretty little floaters in your face. So you got to be mindful of that. If anything, they're going to have to play a high zone or high man or something. You're going to have to push everyone out of the paint. And I guess you can kind of leave Lopez down there only because he can't move. He's another guy that's stuck in quicksand for the Bucks, which all honestly, like it's a theme with them because they just sign people like Greg Monroe who can't move for some reason, unbeknownst to me, but you're going to have to figure out a way to get around that. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how they, how they can stop the Suns. Maybe you go full court press for the series. I don't know. Could it actually work in the NBA in a situation like this? It doesn't hurt to try, but I, I do highly doubt that anything like that would happen. Yeah, I, I do too. And, and it's going to be interesting to see, but I think one thing we talk about a lot on the show, and I think it's really important, especially at this point of the playoffs is depth and bench and, and those role player guys stepping up in, in big opportunities. And I want to look at both teams and their depth and in their bench, because I think both teams are very interesting. If some guys who have just come out and had ridiculous games, you know, our guy, Bobby Portis, you know, you know, I love him. I, I was saving this for later, but I'm wearing my Knicks shirt today. Yes. Not just for you, yes. but Bobby Portis, who had 22 points, eight rebounds, three steals in game five. Yes. Yes, I had to wear the Knicks shirt for him. Not for Wait, him. I had to bring this up. Remember the, ga- the game last year at the Garden when he just torched the balls? He didn't miss a shot. Do you remember that, like, vaguely? Can't forget. Oh, it was, it was the greatest. The post-game interview where they ask him, Bobby, what's it like having people cheer your name? He goes, oh, that's never happened to me before. It was so cool. Like, <laughs> Bobby. I hope he goes off in one of these series. I hope they, can, <sighs> I hope they hand him the MVP trophy. No, but- yeah. In all seriousness, you know, I think the Bucks have a bench and I think it goes unnoticed a little bit. But if you look at, at their journey so far, you know, Brooke Lopez was dominant in game five. You know, Jeff Teague had 11 points in 12 minutes at one point for them. PJ, you know, it, it just they've had guys who have been able to step up. And I think that's going to be really key for them. You know, if you especially with their three point shooting, which I think needs to be better and needs to be consistent if they're going to have a chance at beating uh, this Phoenix team. You know, you look at someone like PJ Tucker, he's got to step it up. Pat Connaughton, he's got to step it up. Holiday Middleton, like you mentioned a little bit before, they haven't been as strong shooting as they normally are. So, you know, Milwaukee's going to need to get the best out of their bench to keep up with the Suns team, who, in my opinion, is just, is more talented overall. I mean, but I, who else, who else the Suns have on their bench after, you know, campaign? Tory Craig. Okay, Cam. No, no, no. Campaign's campaign's good. Don't disrespect him. He's good. Campaign's good, but after him, like, who are you going to? Who Who are you relying to step up big for you? Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson. He's they're probably their best three point shooter. I mean, the kid just drains threes like it's nobody's business. He's shooting forty five percent. Okay, so he's by far and away their best three point shooter. And then my man Tory Craig, who. Either way, he's getting a ring because he was on the Bucks to start the year. He's, he's getting a ring. We've got weird parallels. Eric Bledsoe, and then we've got Tory Craig. So we're win- everyone's winning this year, I guess. But the, the Phoenix thing, if Javon Carter was 
uh, was like a little healthy, at least, you know, he came back kind of late out of shape. That doesn't help you, especially in the playoffs where it's all high volume minutes, high intensity, and everyone's kind of throwing elbows around. If he was healthier, maybe that would be their other guy, but they're going to have to look to Etwan more. Is he good still? I have no idea. Like these people outside of those eight we just talked about aren't very good. So it's going to have to take serious guts from Chris Paul and Devin Booker to pull this one out. Aiden as well, but there's going to have to be jumps and scoring numbers for those bench guys. You know, you can't have the two guards doing everything. And that's the case. I've been saying it with the Hawks. The depth kills you. The depth kills you. And the Hawks have depth. I like the Suns a lot. I think they're a great team and we've been complimenting them, but the depth is a concern for me. Yeah, I, it is for me too. But I, you mentioned Chris Paul and I, and I know we talked about him at the beginning of the show, but I think his storyline is too big not to bring up again. And this is someone who watching how he played to close out the Clipper series. I mean, this guy was not going to lose. He was not going to let his team lose. He has just game in and game out. He has shown up consistently in clutch moments. I've talked about it all year long with him. Second quarter or second half, excuse me fourth quarter he has been the guy for this team and to me he's he's odd the obvious choice for finals mvp and they haven't even played a game yet i think i i want to talk to you about what is this going to do for his legacy i mean hands down he's one of the greatest point guards of all time ring or no ring you know he he's going to be in the hall of fame and i think the only thing missing from his resume from his list of accolades is that is that championship ring so what is it going to mean for his legacy if he wins the ring and on the flip side, if he doesn't ring, is that going to hurt him at all? Okay. You see, this is hard because he hasn't like, no one's played yet. So we don't know right. how far uh, he would be from, let's say climbing that ladder. But if we'll play the hypothetical, because that's always fun, right? He's definitely not going to be better than magic. He's definitely not going to be better than Steph. I don't think anyone's going to touch those two for a long time. Uh, and then you get to like Oscar, Isaiah and see Oscar's weird because he played so long ago. And these guys that are ahead of him are playing in such a different NBA. And now magic obviously can play in any era. He's just miles, miles better than everybody. But I, Oscar's weird. I don't know where to put Oscar Zeke. He could be better than him. It, it's, it's a tough convo. I mean, they're kind of clones in a way. But Zeke had a shorter career than Chris Paul, so maybe Chris Paul gets the slight edge. But then you start to get to like Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, Dirk, uh, not Dirk Nowitzki. Um, <laughs> you get to John Stockton, who was probably the most losing point guard of all time. Now, granted, it is to Michael Jordan. Now, there's really no shame in that, but it, it's still going to be on there. I, I think he would jump Stockton. That, that, that's a guarantee for me. He's definitely better than Kidd and Nash all time. I'm pretty sure we can agree. Well, maybe not. Yeah, he's probably better than Nash, I think, even though Nash has the two MVPs. Kidd, he's definitely better than because Chris Paul's been better for longer. And he probably would ver uh, leapfrog himself into the top like 4B-ish kind of range because I don't think anyone's touching, like, like I said, no one's touching Magic. No one's definitely touching Steph. And the third one is between Oscar and Zeke. And I don't know if they're kind of battling out for that, I think, still. Depends on who you like and who you talk to. 
but Chris Paul would definitely be like 4B, I guess, is the ranking I would have him if he wins. I, I can get behind that top five. I can see that. I mean, I, I think you're right. Magic Johnson is so far ahead of everyone else. not even funny. But I do think him having a ring does elevate him to the top. But at the same time, I've, I've been reading a lot of things that, that have questioned whether or not having a ring should really influence how, how your greatness is perceived. And, and to me, I'm somebody who more believes that winning is, is the ultimate goal in sports. And the more you win, you know, the, the more, the greater you are. I mean, I'm a Tom Brady fan though. So I'm also a Celtics fan, Bill Russell, you know, so I, I've seen a lot of championships. I know it's a weird flex, but I do think, I do think winning is a factor, especially if you can, if you can help lead a team to a championship. But then I think of players like Tracy McGrady, he was in league for 15 years, seven time all-star, two time all NBA first team, two time NBA scoring champion, never had a ring. I don't even think he ever made a final. So you know, there's still, you could still be great and not get that ring. And you look at some of Chris Paul's earlier playoff runs, you know, when he was on the Clippers with Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, you know, he would get hurt at a critical moment. One of his teammates would get hurt in Houston, with James Harden, you know, people would get injured. He injured his hamstring in game five. They lost in seven in that series against the Warriors. So he's just been so unlucky. And even this year with the COVID protocol, the shoulder thing, you just want this guy to get his ring. You know, you, He's the head of the player, the NBA Players Association. You know, people love him. It would just be so great, in my opinion, to see this guy at, at 36 finally take home the hardware, which I think he truly deserves after this season. But, you know, I, before we wrap up the show, I want to get I want to get your prediction, your final prediction, and then maybe an X factor you have for this series. For me, my X factor is DeAndre Ayton. We talked about him a little bit, but I think how DeAndre Ayton plays this series is going to determine whether or not the Suns team wins or loses. You know Chris Paul is going to be reliable. You know Devin Booker, whether he has a broken nose or not, is going to be reliable. But I think DeAndre Ayton, and and he's someone who going into the season, it didn't matter how he played because it wasn't that important. But you know what? Here we are. He's important. He matters now. And, you know, he showed up so far. He contained Anthony Davis until he was injured. He handled Jokic dominated the Clippers, although they were injured too. And I think his biggest test now is going to be Giannis. And if Giannis plays, if Giannis doesn't play, I still think he has a test with, with a bigger lineup in Milwaukee. And I think, you know, if he's able to continue the success he's had so far, this could be a really breakout season for him in a breakout playoffs and and that he could really make a name for himself in this league. So Charles Barkley has the guarantee button and Skip Bayless says, book it. How about me? Mark it down. The Suns win in six. Mark it down. That's mine. I'm copywriting, incorporating, whatever you want to say. That's going to be mine. Mark it down. And the Phoenix Suns will walk, not walk, but go to six games and win the championship. And my X factor is going to be Jay Crowder. Now, here's why I say Jay Crowder. So everyone's picking Booker if they're picking the Suns or Chris Paul or Aiden like you are. And people for the Bucks are picking Middleton and Holiday. I'm picking Jay Crowder for the Suns because his defensive versatility is so important. People don't actually understand how good he is on defense. He can guard two, three, four. Sometimes if you play small ball, he can guard five. He's strong enough to deal with someone like Lopez, at least hold his own. Sometimes you can switch him onto a point guard and he can, he can fare nicely. Uh, I think his defensive versatility and if the three-point shot really starts to pick up. Now, in the last series versus the Clippers – Jay Crowder was not particularly amazing from three point land. Okay. He, 
if I can find the percentage here on my notes, they're just all over the place. He shot 38%. So he was blah, right? In the Lakers series, he was just bricking left and right. And in the Denver series, he didn't really have to do anything because A, they swept them and B, Chris Paul went off for 40 in game four. So he didn't really have to do much. But in the Clippers series, he shot 38%, which is blah. If he can get 40, maybe a little higher than that, you know, really step up from that perspective and the defense can still hold together, I, I think the Suns are going to win. And that, that's just my X factor, just his versatility on that end. And the three-point shooting, if it comes alive, he, he's going to be unstoppable and he'll really propel the Suns in six and mark that down. Mark it down. Thomas Ayello hitting the button down. Mark Suns. it up. Mark it up. Mark it up. Well, you know, this this probably doesn't make for great radio, but I am going to go with the Suns. I'm not going to say six, though. I'm going to say if Giannis plays, then Suns in seven. If he doesn't, I think Suns in five. I think Giannis is a big factor. I said DeAndre Ayton, but I think Giannis might be even bigger. But we'll hopefully know more about that and more about how this series is going for the next episode of Pick and Pod, which might be our last one of the season. We'll no. see. So until then, game one of the NBA finals for 2020-2021 season is Tuesday, tip-off at 9 p.m. Very exciting stuff. We're gonna see hopefully one of the game's biggest stars in Giannis take out, take on a breakout star in Devin Booker and an already established veteran star in Chris Paul over who will earn their first NBA championship. Both regular seasons, I forgot to mention this, both regular season meetings were decided by a single point when they played Ooh. earlier in the year. So it should be a good game. Um, can't wait to see it. Can't wait for next episode. This has been great as always. I'm Kelly Bright alongside my favorite partner to do this with, Thomas Aiello. We'll see you next week. Pick and Pod is a production of WFUV Sports. Thank you.